Hello everybody, welcome, welcome, welcome to the Same 12 Notes podcast. My name is AJ, aka Firm Handshake, here with... <laughs> Yo, it's Sign, aka Blue Biscuits with a Z, charge Snoop Dogg, that will make sense a bit later on in this podcast. I feel like I should only be referred to as Blue or Biscuits with a Z. <laughs> Please change your <laughs> please change your Instagram name. It's too much is invested, but for the foreseeable future until the end of this episode, <laughs> I'm the artist formerly known as Sign, aka Blue Biscuits. All right, so uh, Slopo is still off. Living is Oprah Winfrey Best Life TM booked and busy in um, Croatia. Croatia, he's still there. I mean, um, we've been hearing some pretty wild stories. Due to, <laughs> <laughs> we'll let him tell you yeah. more when he gets back. That's all we're gonna say on the matter. Um, I am not his legal representative, so therefore I'm not allowed to mention on the do's and don'ts of said holiday adventures. Absolutely, yeah, completely. He's so, safe, that's all that matters. Yeah, he's still with us. He still graces us with his presence. Oh, yeah. He'll be back. Gracing everybody with a presence. <laughs> Sweet. So this week, I wanted to flip the script. Flip it. Do it slightly different. Only reason being, one, there are no cameras. Even though you can't see it, I still have my shoes here that just not sat on the sofa today. But I will also talk about the shoes today. We were covering a few different things today. Just reading ye old docket. So originally we, we were going to talk about number six collaborations. Yes, and then we, we decided were. to wait until Slopo came back so that mm-hmm. all three of us could debate that dumpster fire together. Let's, let's, let's not spit opinions. <laughs> let's leave it there. <laughs> yeah. We'll speak on that collection of music musical songs and instruments next week is he back next week i think he's yeah i'll be next back week. next week okay but can i just get a shout out to some good collaboration old town road mega mix i don't even know what number remix we're on but i don't care i'm here for it the way i was here for buster rhymes touch it remix wait so i i think this is exactly what i was telling you that i needed to show you yes I'm is very this the one excited. with uh, mason ramsey and Young I, haven't, Thug? I haven't heard it is there oh. anything to see? There's an animoji, an apple Yeah, no, emoji don't care enough. Way. All right. But, but we'll I get haven't rolling. heard it. Okay. I'm just very excited, but I hope... Let me listen to it first. All right, we're going to mute the microphones. Okay. I'm going to play it up, uh, and then, then we'll go. Clap. All right, we're back. We just listened to the uh, Lil Nas X, Billy Ray Cyrus, Feet, Young Thug, and Mason Ramsey, Old Town Road remix. You so, can see my face right sign, now. Sign, drop a bomb. <laughs> Tell me what you thought of that. <laughs> we heard um, both young thugs. Yep. Uh, my conspiracy theory is they're two young thugs. They're like evil twins. Like Bart and the Simpsons. I can't think of any other evil twins. Um, they were both didn't bad. Didn't someone do a whole song about an evil twin? Was it Eminem? It was Eminem. Yeah. Of course you knew that one. <laughs> <laughs> um, it was bad. Oh, it was so bad. So this is the thing. Like... What you're doing right there is just seeing how far you can ride this wave. Because and Old Town Road was awesome, and yep. the remix was even better. Yeah, The Billy Ray Cyrus remix, like, that's the one that I think of first. True say. Because Billy Ray still might have the hottest 16 of the year. I'm genuinely back On this song, like... Yeah, but... I wish you'd like Liam Neeson is still... Oh, that's a good yeah. point. Like, but it's going up against that. Yeah, true. So, Young Thug, no idea what he was doing. Yeah, like it. No idea what it he just was didn't. Doing. It didn't sound right. Something fell off about it. It just didn't. Mason feel... Ramsey was hotter than Young Thug on that song. Yeah, and he he can't bar. 
No. He's a, he yodels. He's a child. That's that his thing. Yodels. Yeah. Although he did do that one song, like that country song. Nope. Not giving him any credit for that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so... I forgot what it's My called. great news was going to be Old Town Road is, I think, now two weeks away from being the longest running number one of all time. Wild. Which I fully back. Like, just oh, yeah, accidental. It's the power a, of Twitter. It's such a great tune. The power of the troll. I want to see. Of Twitter. I hope by the end of the year, we still consider it like the, the defining track of the year. Because, like, we discovered it trying to be. do our 2019 uh, Same 12 Awards. Yeah. Things move pretty quickly. I think what's unique about this song is it's it might have spanned seasons. Yeah. And that's unique. Hip hop is usually like decided by seasons. Yeah, it's like, like, oh, here's that your- song was nice in the winter. Yeah. This isn't a sunshine song. Yeah. That song has managed to span. I remember it was cold when that song came out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we were still recording in Pirate. Yeah. We were still recording in Pirate when yeah. that came out. And now look at us. We Living hear- the best life. Yep. Shoes off. Yep. We record. Shout uh, out Blue I Biscuits. Re- <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so we quickly touched on that. It's garbage. Let's just move on. We don't have to dwell on it too long. Uh, it- but please stream it so we make sure that song is the longest running single of all time. How I does it work? It How does it work award. with remixes? If you stream a remix, that's, that's, I don't know. You know, there's terms, conditions, and algorithms. Yeah, on if you that. if you stream, a, I don't know. I don't know if you stream. I don't think it is because at one point, either, didn't but- we have Old Town Road and Old Town Road remix? as like number one and two. Yeah, I think so. But then the remix kind of became the single. The remix is the single. When someone says to me, play Old Town Road or let me listen to Old Town yeah, Road, you go I, for, you go I for like the- if you search it, you're not finding the you, raw one You're now. looking for the one with two horses yeah, on the cover. Exactly. Not that weird fucking green horse that was yeah, on the cover so of this garbage. Young Thug is the green horse. And <sighs> just, by George, we know it. Just trash. So get out. Yeah. Young Thug, just get keep out. Us, they should have, you know what they should have done? Drop Young Thug for another Billy Ray verse. Billy Ray should have had a, had a hot 32 on that song. <laughs> yes, I'd have loved that. Fire out the clip like a Lil Wayne verse. All the way there for that. Yeah. All right, next. So enough of that. Hit uh, me with the next I topic. decided to update the world. I feel like it's time to update us on the Lils. Because some people say we should have a running theme, like a conversations that continue to span multiple episodes. Yeah. And as things change, as the hip hop sphere atmosphere changes respect to people who want that respect because that means you've actually listened to that means you're invested time yeah thanks for investing time so i've decided to bring a news update on my little blue face bleed do it i say the forthcoming five minutes with a heavy heart <laughs> but i have to stand i don't have to stand by him okay i'm like a parent i don't have to agree with their decisions but i don't have to support their decisions i just you know, have to be able to reason with their decisions. It's a little bit like your parents at, at the at parents' evening defending you there because the teacher was bad-mouthing you. Yeah. You're going to get your ass whooped when you get home. Exactly. I feel like I have to defend out. He gets me so angry. It's me and Eminem. No, that's true. It's like, I'll, I can <laughs> be- compared Eminem to Blueface, kind of. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. I can be mad at him. I can be mad at him privately, but publicly I will defend him to the hilt. Okay. I'll, beat, I'll beat his ass when we get home. <laughs> But when the teachers start bad-mouthing him, that's my boy. That's fair. So let's update the world on Blueface's life so far. This is like one of those, what's that YouTube show where the guy does that whole, this is someone's life so far. So I, know which that, one, I, I know which one, I know which one you mean. Um, I don't know. That guy. I'm about to do a really poor version of that guy's show just for your ears. So nothing like that guy's show. So 
this year, Blueface has been a bit quiet. He hasn't been on much. There's been the odd feature verse here and there. And this is purely if you just listen to the music. If you just okay. listen to music, seeing what's happening in the charts, have the radio on every now and then. But if you follow Blueface on any social media, you'll realize his life has been a roller coaster of fuckery lately. So the turmoil began when uh, Instagram live argument between him, his mum, his sister, and his two living girlfriends escalated to violence. Wait, <laughs> hold up. Yeah. You can feel free to pause and ask me questions at your will. <laughs> his mum, his sister, yeah. his two living girlfriends. Yeah. First of all, that sounds like hell. Squabble up. That's what I have to say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can't think of anything worse. Carry on. So, quick, too long, didn't read. Blueface has two living girlfriends. He met. Yeah, I wasn't even. Uh, yeah. Fine. Yeah, I like you just accepted that. He didn't even that wasn't, ask me. That what? wasn't the part that I was debating. I was debating why his mum and his sister were there. Yeah. You so, want your two girlfriends there, though. More <laughs> power to you, my man, but <laughs> your mum so, and your sister? He explained this himself, that he met those two girls when he was filling up petrol on one of his magical blue cars, probably that fantastic Porsche he has. He was filling petrol, and then these two girls were on two separate pumps in the queue behind him. He decided to blue face stunt on them, and pay for all of their petrol. So he's like, I'll pay for the car on number three and the car on number six. Um, and in America, Smooth. that's high enough standards for Blueface to then end up with two girlfriends. Jesus. They live with Jesus. him now. <laughs> <laughs> what I'm more I'm interested in- leaps and bounds in this conversation. <laughs> what I'm more interested in is the steps in between. There are none, there are very few steps. Because in my head, in this story, yeah. what's just happened is they've abandoned their own cars and got into, got into his, his at the petrol That's station. Probably what happened for That's the petrol? The pe so he's literally just paid for these. <laughs> if you hear the video, there's a video in which he doesn't do any can't. explaining, and you're not far off. He doesn't do any explaining. Like, did he get their numbers? Did they go on a date? Or did they? The, oh, he explains all of that in one there, sentence. Are their cars still at that the petrol station? Still be there. By the looks of With how empty his house was, he has fallen for the very sad rapper cliche of a huge house with just a sofa in it. It's only cool when Kanye does it. Yeah, because that sofa's probably, you know, the same value as the house. Yeah. Anyway, fast forwarding this story. It's not a huge fast forward. It's literally like a week. Instagram live opens. Blueface and his mum and his sister arguing. He's kicking his mum out. His sister's on live saying that Blueface chose these two girlfriends of his over his family. He Pro says- I mean, probably. Yeah. He justifies it by saying, well, when I was broke, Blueface, I lived in my car and none of you cared. So you're living in my house and disrespecting my two girlfriends. Yeah. Lollipop and whatever the other one's name is. <laughs> was um, that, wait, that was a joke. That was, there was a pseudo joke in there. I think I heard him refer to one of them as Lollipop. Okay. Honestly. I had to do a lot of research for this. I watched a lot of stories. Oh my God. And this is the, this is the depth of the information that came out of those stories, by the way. This <laughs> is so me just it's so surface doing level. really bad research. Yeah. So he kicks his mum and his sister out after his sister tried to fight them with a knife in the house. The CCTV footage of all of this. Yeah. So he said, "Bitch, um, be crazy. Um, things to that nature, things yeah. to that effect. Of course. And now he's doing a weird Instagram press run with his two girlfriends. They're going out to nightclubs. This is the most we've seen Blueface in a while, actually. He did release a song 
on 12th of July, I think it was, under Cash Money Records, featuring Offset. So again, big. That's big. You got an Offset feature. That's big. Exactly. But oh, I, I got a, I got a news snippet about Offset and Cardi B. It's just a 30 second thing, but carry on. We'll do it afterwards. <laughs> it's just jog my memory about something that was so, wild. So right now, Blueface is doing a girlfriend tour of <laughs> a very small circle of nightclubs in LA. <laughs> And he's made one song in Yeah, in but I mean, he'll be, he'll be getting bank for that. What's frustrating is, he do, again, he does have shows. He's still nailing songs. Blueface did a very clever thing accidentally, which is what Russ spoke about in an interview, which one day when I'm intellectual enough to get my thoughts across on Russ's interview with I, Joe Budden. I don't know. I think you're there. Mm, I'll give you that. I'll give you I that. feel like I'll just come across angry and preachy. That's what the people want. Okay. People go and get what they want. I like how both of us keep looking over there expecting I'm there point, to be a camera. By the way, I'm pointing at an imaginary camera <laughs> yeah, that's not there. It's just, just the keep, TV I in my I keep meaning to <laughs> carry on. <laughs> so Blueface has done, uh, accidentally done a clever thing of actually having a fairly big catalogue of music that exists in the world. So when someone listens to Blueface for the first time, and like people do now, they want the microwave quick meal fix when it yeah. comes to like learning something new. They're not sitting and waiting like, oh, they've released one song and hopefully they'll release something in the next six months. What people want is the press play on Thotiana. And by the end of Thotiana, they've already gone Blueface entire catalog on the internet or whatever stream they're using. Yeah. He has a good collection of singles and mixtapes stemming back years. So okay. You can keep someone for long enough there to maybe build a fan. Just. Russ said that's a very Russ said that's how he built his really solid core fan base. That people went and found those songs that he made, which are amazing. And when they found one song, they found ninety others. You just leave it playing. Exactly. Yeah. And that worked for him on SoundCloud, especially. Yeah. But Blueface may still be famous because of things like that. That he has eight point seven monthly listeners on Spotify because of that. He's got songs that aren't new with over 10 million listens on Spotify. So he might have accidentally done something really clever. Yeah. So that was my really roundabout defense of Blueface's footcree. <laughs> like, uh, he might so be I keeping wasn't... himself famous by his accidental good decisions in the past while making stupid decisions now. Yeah, I have no argument with that. that seems Thank you for attending my TED Talk. Yeah, as always. Yeah, this is the thing. <laughs> I'm ready. I've got no, no, I'm not about to drop some like massive pearls of wisdom on you, but just make better decisions. That assumes a lot. Yeah, I know. Okay. Now, <laughs> I am like saying, I am not good the, windows in that four uh, bedroom detached house you're going to build. I, am, I have no idea how the fuck I'm going to build that house. I am not the smartest of men. <laughs> I don't profess to be. I don't profess to, but I like to think that if I suddenly became rich and famous, Mm -hmm. that I certainly wouldn't do that. Great foundation you work from there, sir. But like, the you know where the bad decision started? Yeah. It started with, why are you living with your mum and your sister and your two girlfriends? You're, like, you're, you're rich enough to just buy your mum and your sister a house. Oh, he did. Yeah, but why are they, so why are they living with? This is because the part- Because his house I, was bigger. I, I just don't understand. <laughs> like, what I love about this- If you're the kind, of, if you're the kind a, of, if you're the- if you're playing the kind of games <laughs> that result in two girlfriends, you don't want your mum and sister there because yeah. you're up to some weird, sh you're, you're on your wild moves. You're assuming a lot there. 
so you're telling me a man with two girlfriends isn't up to some Kama Sutra shit? Oh, he's up to some ridiculous nonsense. Outside, Pure on the balcony, you know, on the island, in the kitchen. Like your mum's in the background making coffee. Like, it's just, I have, this story has provided more questions than it has answers. There is a lot of nonsense involved. And what I love the most is I don't have any deep, thorough explanation for you. I don't have a justification. I found the video of Blueface explaining how he met said girlfriends. Are you ready for this? Yep. Okay. Oh, it's a good start. Am I still on my mic? No, you're muted. <laughs> Unmute me. While he's telling this story, each girlfriend is sat next to him. Yes, lollipop. I was correct. You were. Told you, there's very little explanation I can give Just beyond the explanation he gives us. All right, I feel like if we keep talking about this, my head might explode. Yeah, welcome uh, to uh, Blueface Bleedem. Just, and that's an update on my Lil. <laughs> Your Lil was performing at the BT Awards. Yeah, I really, really, really so won that. I won that. I You won it so much? I won it by accident too. I won it. And the only reason, and I'm willing to admit this, I'm going to say oh. this straight from my chest. The That's only it. reason I backed Corday was because on the day we were having that conversation, yep. he was the first person that came to mind because I yep. just finished up listening to Kung Fu. Yep. And that's not even his best song. It's a great song. Oh, so frustrating. I do have pure so, chance. I will continue to update the world on Blueface. I rolled the dice and I ended up with a six. I chose Blueface. Yeah. I did. I mean, it was an educated choice. You, with the evidence that you had, um, evidence presented. <laughs> yeah, with you Swayed made a decision. You made the correct choice given what you knew at the time. <laughs> yes. Holy, holy Lord! All right. So there's my update. Next. Uh, moving on to next. Oh, go. Offset. Cardi B spent four hundred k on Culture's first birthday party. Also, Culture's one. Yeah, culture's won. A lot happens. Time's moving quick. Time is moving quick. Remember uh, when he was doing the apology tour? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, 400K. 400K. It was, I quote from Cardi, even quote from Cardi, it was lit. Um, straight <laughs> quote, du direct quote. Very descriptive. Um, culture's going to love it. Just 400. Yeah. It hurts, I know, but who are we to argue? What kind of bouncy castle do you get for 400K? Still waiting for um, a great... Mr. Jay-Z to help me pay some bills. Yeah. All right, that was my update. Thanks um, for the update, though. Oh, another random update. Go. So I was scrolling through Hip Hop DX before. Mr. Robert Kelly's girlfriend... Yes. ...has been kicked out of Trump Tower... Aha, ...for I have, some kind of I have suicide... have even bigger update ...suicide packed fuckeries, and that's all I have. So my bigger update for you is, <laughs> I was on Instagram, which is the... The source, source of, of all genuine news. Yeah, yeah, of course. And they posted a video themselves from their very fantastic looking suite in Trump Tower saying, all is gravy. It's Again, it's always really sinister when you see those videos from the women involved because <laughs> they look at points so brainwashed and I wouldn't, it wouldn't be far removed to think they are probably like chained to the table underneath. Yeah. So it was really weird and eerie it's sinister. It's reminds me of- um, But they said they're fine. That meme that I feel like, often describes my life of the dog sat in the room that's on fire and just said, yes. this, this is fine. 
Yes. That's exactly what's happening. That's what's going on. Except it's not a room on fire. It's a serial sex offender stood yeah. behind you. It's a serial sex offender on fire. <laughs> so All right. That was the very quick random updates for everyone. Yeah, I'm trying to think if there's anything else. Any quick news updates? Yeah, that I read that was pretty wild. Bad Baby with a million dollar contract. That's old though. Did you know that? that, that Is it? That's been on... on the music sphere for a while. I didn't go too far Just back. No on one the... really cares. Yeah. No one wants to pay attention. It's one of those that, like, if you ignore it, if you ignore <laughs> the crying away. child long enough, the child will Although stop crying. It gave me an interesting perspective on, good analogy, um, of how these things work. So yes. it was $325,000 up front. Yeah. Just cash wow, monies. Wow, that's not a lot. Bank account monies. Yeah. Um, $370,000 or something to that effect. Um, royalty advance. Yep. So Ooh. that seems sketch. She's going to be, well, she's going to be a spectator in her own sport. Yeah. <laughs> so, and cause like, at the end of the day, I suppose if you're 16, a million dollars is a huge contract and I'm not going to. Yeah. But to know it's being split that way. Cause by the way, and then the another, th- and then another, you- another 300 and what the rest of it, the other 300 and whatever dollars, thousand yeah. dollars is after the completion of the next wow. project. Oh, she is God. So she's got 325 in the pocket. Yeah. And she's going to owe the label money by the end of this. Well, this is the thing. She has to get the, uh, and but it's the one bit that I read that I thought oh, she poor. came, the bit that I read that I thought she came out pretty well with. Um, she's, after she's paid back that advance, yeah. she gets something to the effect of 70% of royalties, like merchandising, like the okay. cut. She gets like 70% of the pie after she's paid back that initial um, advance. Yeah, they don't ever expect to see that money back and they're going to be perfectly okay with that. I can see her making no. 300k. 300k? No, she'll have to pay back the million. No. She's getting three... No, what they'll do is she's getting that, but she will have to pay back effectively everything they fronted. Oh, damn. <laughs> That's why they're really clever. Like, they do weird shit like that and out of that 300k she's getting in her account, she has to pay all of her people from that. So the producers are probably going to have to be paid from that. People will take percentages that they've already agreed on. Oh. And people agree to percentages because they're clever because it means that it's not an oh, overall bro. number. She's a, so she's, she's probably a, already she, being like, you, yeah, you can take a 10% because she was thinking 10% of a million still leaves her with 900,000. Oh, 10% of 300,000 is a lot less money. She, but it leaves you with even less money. She's a minor too, so she's not seen so any of that. Parents, for, oh. everyone is eating from that. She's probably gonna get a new T-shirt, <laughs> new little Gucci crop top. She that's get, it. She can get a real pair of Gucci flip flops. Exactly. That's maybe <laughs> a, a push. Maybe. Yeah. So that's, like, that's just even... a very classic example of how people get shafted, Aww. and it's kind of sad, but a little bit. Know, sometimes the small fish have to fry for the big fish to survive. Fair. Moving Full on. Full of analogies today. Next. So someone raised a great question on Instagram earlier, which is something that we might do regularly. Uh, too long didn't read. I was coming up with topics and things we should talk about today, and I kind of just asked Instagram. So if you bear with me, I'm loading the telecommunications device. And my question to the world was, if you were to come on this podcast, what would you talk about? Really simple. Among all of the hilarious comments I got, AJ, you got a good one about Mr. Wayne. Yes. Yeah, so let me pull up my my few questions that I did get a response to. Hold up. So uh, first of all, Mr. Billionaire, my G, Billy. Shouts out if you're listening. 
Uh, I think he does actually. I've had this conversation with him before. Uh, new happily married man. Congrats. Yeah, big guy. Uh, this guy's got an insane sneaker collection, by the way. Every every hype thing you can think of. It's mad. Okay. I don't even know what he does. Makes movements, that's what he does. Let it be known, Billy. I'd like to speak. Yeah. <laughs> I met Billy. When did I meet? But I've met him. I've only met him a few times just queuing up for sneakers. That's where, that's where I know him from. Um, anyway, why Lil Wayne is the greatest rapper alive? Okay. I came with a pre-prepared TED Talk for this. I say that really flippantly. Like, I haven't had this TED Talk prepared since probably 2009. <laughs> Lil Wayne is a great because exhibit A. This is an outcast song called Hollywood's Divorce. Okay. Lil Wayne has the first verse on this song, a feature you've probably never heard of. This song was from, doing some quick Googles, November 2006. So wow, long time. Relatively early. A lot of Wayne, what I love about Lil Wayne is he has different generations of fans. And just to quote, whenever people used to joke about how surface level Lil Wayne's rap was, that it was fake clever and it was just good wordplay. Is that not? Good wordplay is good rap sometimes. Yeah, sometimes people thought he was like Eminem, where sometimes he, he says words really well, but he's not saying a lot. Hey. Eminem does say a lot sometimes, but Eminem's very good at saying words really well. And then you realize he's not actually saying a lot. Yeah. Exactly. People thought Eminem and Lil Wayne were both the, great. The man eats the for, for breakfast. He exactly. reads the dictionary for fun. Are you going to turn that into a rap of his? No, no. Like <laughs> That's something that he actually does. Okay. Yeah. See, I give him that. On this song, bear in mind, this was just after Hurricane Katrina. Outcast were going through that movie time when I can't remember Idlewild. Is it Idlewild? Whatever that movie was. Lil Wayne's verse. I really think they're trying to steal from us like a sample song. I really wish one day we'd take it back like Hammer's home. Bar. The hurricane came and took my Louisiana home. Bar. And all I got in return was a damn country song. Bar. This whole country's wrong. What would you do if you just put on a little ice on and cut your mic on, but you don't even write your own song? Bars. That was just four lines. Six lines. <laughs> From Lil Wayne going on a phenomenal spree. Bear in mind, he's rapping with Andre 3K and Big Boy. And that was 2006. Big names. Another evidence from my Lil Wayne TED Talk. Pre-prepared. Wait, what? Okay. Go on. Not to derail this entire conversation. Yeah, fire away. Is anyone debating whether Lil Wayne is one of the greatest of all time? I have heard... I'm not. I have heard murmurs that Lil Wayne is overrated. I've heard those murmurs. But the thing is, and I've made this point before. I will fight with a force. It's possible to be overrated and the greatest at the same time. Those two things aren't mutually exclusive. Fun Lil Wayne fact. Oh, I feel like I'm just preaching. Uh, <laughs> so, from the early 2000s, when Lil Wayne openly spoke about how he carried Cash Money records on his back, yep. many raps were spat in that time. Cash Money had 754 Hot 100 appearances. Okay. Lil Wayne had 817. What? Oh, is this what you were telling me about the other day? Exactly. Oh, man. Cash Money had 13.5 million in RIAA certifications. So the people that give people platinums and all yeah. that. Yeah. In that time frame, Lil Wayne had 47 million. Jesus. 
Oh, yes. It goes I don't on. think people know just how much Wayne moves numbers. No, they forgot. Yeah. They fully forgot. And another one, in that time, Cash Money had one week at number one. Lil Wayne himself had 11. <laughs> That's just embarrassing. So Lil Wayne literally carried an entire music label that gave us Nicki Minaj, Tiger, Drake, Drake, Others. I can't think of the others that were involved. Justin yeah. Bieber's friends when Justin Bieber was black. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, no. Wow. Okay. Yes. So okay. anyone who would like to continue to at me, Billy, we could have a great chat about Lil Wayne and my 500 and something Lil Wayne songs in my library. I'm just going to give it a quick check now because Lil Wayne's a goat. Yeah, Lil Wayne's a like, Yeah, I've got no argument here. No, there's not an argument. I just felt like it was worth reiterating to the world that... Put respect on Lil Wayne. Yeah, put respect on Lil Wayne's name. Yeah, absolutely, fine. 542 Lil Wayne songs in my library and I'm missing some. That's a lot. Um, Downside of Lil Wayne is he decided, because of the legend that he is, he's currently on tour with Blink-182. No, he's pulled out of it. Oh no, he's still on... There's no talk of him actually pulling out of the tour. He just pulled out of that one show because he just wasn't feeling it. Oh. Which is, if you're Lil Wayne... You oh, can... I fully <laughs> misunderstood the entire point of that story then. I was under the impression that he pulled out of the whole tour because he was like, yeah, this... I'm, yeah, no. No, he, he never commented on the entire tour. He just, like, that night, it was an empty set. Everyone was there just for Blink-182. The crowd really wasn't feeling an hour-long Lil Wayne set, so he gave him 20 minutes and bounced. And he was like, eh, that's all you get. You, you're not... That's you fine. don't deserve more. Apart from there probably were Wayne fans in there. There will have been Wayne fans in there. I would go to that concert. To see Lil Wayne. This is the thing. And so maybe leave. I think I'm one of the very... I, that, that that pairing of Blink-182 and Lil Wayne felt like it was for me and only me. Because I don't know many other people who are, would self-identify as... I would go and see Blink-182 on their yep. own. And I would go and see Wayne on, on his own. Yep. I would go to either of those. So putting them together, I'm all the way there. It's a weird Venn diagram. It's a weird Venn diagram. And it's got a very slight slither in the middle of which I fall into. But does that slither bring a lot of money? Oh, it must do. Mm. Well, I guess it's because you'll bring in both sides. Yeah, but, but what, you know, but what's the end game? Lincoln Park like, and Jay Z did a whole thing. Yeah, but like, what's the end game? I don't think a lot of people who are just going to see Wayne are going to come out as Blink fans. If you're not already a Blink fan, you're not going to become <laughs> a Blink. Like, it doesn't happen later in no, life. No, if you're not, all, if you're not already a Blink One Eighty Two fan by fifteen years old, yeah, you're not. All, you're not about to become one. And I think it's probably the same with Lil Wayne. If you're going excited to see Blink One Eighty Two, yeah. you're probably not coming out of that experience as a Lil Wayne fan. It was for True it, say. like no one was benefiting from that. No one was gaining fans from that <laughs> show. I don't get it. It's weird. I'm I'm all the way there for it because it felt like it was made for me, but I don't yep. understand why it exists. No, I weird. It's dumb. It is weird. I'm not a fan of it myself, but I'm now of the thought that I will have to see some of my favorite musicians in situations I wouldn't ideally want to because I may not get another choice. Yeah. Which is what frustrates me about that is they would have been people there who wanted to see Lil Wayne because they haven't ever had another option Mm. and they only got 20 minutes of a pissed off Lil Wayne. But I don't think you're allowed to get mad at that. Because as far as I understand it, the tour is Blink-182 with with Lil Lil Wayne. Yes. So if Lil Wayne doesn't show up, you still agreed to go to a Blink concert. True say. So you've got no room for to beef. Yeah, that's true. If it turned out to... Like if I went and I got 20, 20 minutes of Lil Wayne... I still agreed to go to a Blink concert and I'm still happy to be at a Blink concert. That's why I think that little slither is just such a weird thing for 
Someone did some calculations somewhere, and I want to see the working out of the, the calculations why, of why why, that was the, a thing. why it exists. Yeah, that's true. But I, I want to know who suggested it. I want to know who laughed it off, and then I want to know how that guy sold them on that idea. Because I think it's okay. great. I think it's a great idea, but it doesn't seem like it on the face of it. Don't want to know who sold them on that idea and how. Show me the numbers. <laughs> I like that. I want to see numbers. Show me the numbers. Okay. So I lectured the world on Lil Wayne and I'm happy I did that. Next Twitter question. Not Go Twitter, on. Instagram. I've got one comment while you do this because it's not even a question. I just thought I'd mention this because this is one of the reasons why we love having guests on this show or people who want to actually talk to us. Yeah. Because we have many times sat here and gone, can we get a guest that will just help us do numbers? Can we get a guest... And the question always falls back to, we want people to want to talk to us yeah. or share their ideas and opinions. Yes. Whatever it has to do with the world of hip hop. So one of the comments I got was from an Instagram page I follow called Art and Hip Hop UK. Okay. And they want to talk about the influence hip hop has had on their life, which is a very interesting, it's a huge question. It's a huge conversation. But what I want from everyone actually, is to do more of this sort of question, this sort of thing. I'm excited and about we this. we will get this on. We have an ability to call in. We haven't used it yet. We're saving it. One day soon, we're going to have people call in. Yeah, we've been in. treasuring this little button right here. Yep. <laughs> like, <laughs> we should be overusing it. Um, no. We me, we have different different opinions on this. I think yeah, it's I'll a great feature that it. we should be like... I'll go a year without using it if no one's going to want to chat. And I'm okay with that. Okay, go on. What's the question? No, that was it. Your question? Oh, my question. I was just going oh, no, to go. I was just going to go through some of the bullshit that people dropped on me because my friends are assholes. Uh, skip the bullshit. They don't uh, deserve attention. Okay, fair. Fine. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we have, I'm going to give one Sam Chad, you little blonde shitbag. The cultural diversity of the presenters laughing emoji. Yeah, what's your beef? That's a. That is a great point. That's. I see take, what I'll I, take. I see the, what he's doing. He's, the snide way of mentioning that. Yeah. He's saying, "Oh, look, there's a white one." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so what? But to cover bases, it's 2019, you little exactly. Fuck we have an African immigrant. Yep. We have a DJ of Jamaican descent. Yep. Which is a great AKA, and we have AJ. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just British. That's just all that is. I'm not yet. There's nothing. The furthest I go is Scotland. <laughs> That's the best you get. It's the most diversity you get out of me. I don't think they make black people in Scotland. Um, I've genuinely, no. I've not been to Scotland a lot in my life. I'm, I'm not entirely sure I've ever seen a black person I've in Scotland. brown folk up there. Brown folk are everywhere. Spoiler alert. Oh no. <laughs> what? Like they don't know, they don't understand what racism is because they don't know what black people are. That's, that's very true in some places. Like, but, the, there's a they very can't, specific reason to almost be serious with that comment. There's a oh, very specific go. reason and why it works. I mean and that's that because up. there are so there is such a range of opinions on what could be the exact same thing. The fact that if I was to say, what's your thoughts on Tupac in this room? You wouldn't get the generic dick wavers in <laughs> some hip hop rooms of he's legend, he's a poet, he's fantastic, he's great. He's everything that made hip hop so fantastic. We can have a very contradictory debate yeah. in this room. Um, and that's why it works so well. So anyone who would like to sit on the sofa, yeah, more than welcome. Absolutely, anybody's welcome. Were there any more from you? I've got others, but they're like My... whole other episodes and conversations. I've got one from 
I like that you say people's names. I'm going to call people right out. Okay. Uh, say we just people, like it. People get who a say sh- good, people who say bad. Exactly. You either get, get you either get a shout out or a call out. Okay. Two like different that. things. That's two so very different things. Billy got a shout out. Yeah. Sam's getting a call out. Like, I want to meet Billy. So, Billy's yeah, a good guy. Fair. Billy's a sound guy. You know what? Chadwick's not bad either. He's just excited. <laughs> he's not a bad day. He's, no, he's not a bad guy. He's just excitable. I could, uh, I can literally, the, the problem is, I can literally see his stupid little smiley face <laughs> as he was writing that comment. He thought he was the funniest guy in the world. Genuinely. That laughing, crying emoji was him. It was real. Okay, yeah. who else? Maisie, shouts out to Albert Ed. That's all. Okay, that's... <laughs> Yeah, I'm not dignifying that one. All right, this is going to lead on to an actual conversation. Uh, trainers and tattoos yes. from Chris. So Chris, my guy, I know Chris listens yes. every week. Shout you, We both Chris. know, I know you know Chris. Yes. Um, Mad Dog, the man himself. Big shouts. I've got a lot to say about this. This yeah. is like, I've had this conversation for weeks and weeks. So we people. will get Chris on at some point yes. to talk on the two things that he's mentioned here because I think he'd be a really cool guy to talk to about this. Yes. He's just put, Trainers and tattoos. That's fair. So, so let's start with let's start with trainers. Start with trainers. In tattoos, I can brush off for myself pretty quickly. I've got one tattoo that everyone in Manchester's got. Like, yeah, that's true. I'd like to know more about your tattoos at some point in the future, though. Oh yeah, happily. It leads pretty well into this. In 1986, Run DMC signed with Adidas, and then it all went crazy. And that's when a lot, this world of hip hop got his first stamp of approval. Yeah. Before then, people ridiculed the hip-hop fashion. It was flares. Yeah, it was weird. With, it was very flamboyant hip-hop fashion before the street look began. It yeah. was crazy flamboyant. Yeah, it was, saw, it, was the, it was the stereotypical weird giant clocks. No, like, even before that, if you look at the very first I'm pictures thinking of Dr. Of. Dre making music, they were wearing like shiny glitter jackets. They had jerry curls. They were wearing crazy alien sunglasses. Uh. They were wearing like skin tight leather pants and flares. It looked very rock, very metal chains, very crazy flamboyant. Okay. And then the street look of people wanted to, Run DMC very cleverly said, people want to have something in common with these people. They want to be relatable. So it went from the crazy funkadelic giant fur capes and sunglasses and crowns. And that's literally what hip hop artists came out dressed as. They went from that to being like, when I go to the shop and I want to look cool for my Friday, Saturday night, I'm going to go buy a Kangol. I'm going to go buy that puffer jacket. Everyone here is wearing blue Levi's, blue straight 501s. And, oh, I've got these Adidas shell toes, but people do different things to them. Some people color them in. It's a pretty plain shoe. People color them in, draw on them. They put different laces on them. Run DMC literally took the laces out of a shoe. And then they made that their aesthetic, their look. And they would joke together about how unplanned it was. My Adidas, the track, that was before the deal, right? That was part of... Yes. I'm understood my history. That was explaining that this is their look. Like, it wasn't... It was. It came together, and it was an accidental plan almost. They would jokingly speak, like, oh, don't forget to go put your Kangol. If you look at early pictures, they're wearing completely different things, but they are wearing a puffer jacket, a bucket hat, blue jeans, and then Adidas shell toes. Yeah. They would literally be like, oh, this is stuff I have at home. This is what I wear. And then as you look further into Run DMC slash Adidas, you will see that it became a brand, an image brand, and they will walk into a stadium and have tens of thousands of people holding up a shoe. And that's how they got the Adidas deal. That people were like, what yeah, the hell I is remember this thing seeing pictures happening? Of that. 
you know who's got the- like how, What sort of branding and buying power can you instigate in a whole community of people that you can have them all waving one shoe in the air? Do you know what it says? Something, big shout out to the power of that as well. Yeah. Uh, do you know who's got like the sickest collection of Adidas, including some like OG Run DMC Adidas? Oh, I know that answer. Like- People that, who you wouldn't expect. Yeah, exactly. And so, that was my point. Like that yeah. guy, I didn't want to shout him out just in case, but that guy's got some, that guy's got an insane collection of Adidas, including some like proper- so people you wouldn't Rare. expect. Yeah, exactly. I would never ever have put that guy with that culture. And that just shows how much it echoed through. But then again, you don't know what people were into exactly. all those years ago. Yeah. Oh, we're, so, talk, uh, we're talking like mid eighties, right? Early eighties. Yeah. 86 eight. is when this happened. Exactly. Yeah. Seeing all the fans holding up the Adidas and singing that song initiate the plans for that endorsement deal. Blah, blah, blah. And that's the beginning of when this started. From there, hip hop has had a hilarious roller coaster with trainers. Yeah. And it spread from like hip hop, Hollywood was involved a little bit. So Bro, that's yeah. when we saw, we then hit the Jordan brand, when sports nine, 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 came eight, in. Five. Before then, the same year, 86, LL Cool J had a brand collaboration with a brand called Troop which nope. did hip hop style wear at the time. Okay. Again, this has gone on for years. In 1990, MC Hammer had a brand, uh, had a collaboration with British Knights who appeared quite a bit in hip hop. Um, so rappers have mentioned them in songs. Nas rapped about hip hop night, uh, British Knights trainers. Really? Never heard of them. Yeah. Nike then began in the early nineties with their diving into hip hop culture. Bear in mind, they were huge in sport. Obviously. Then they started to dive in with their hip hop collaborations. They were tapping people from the underground. If anyone remembers the underground, the Humpty Dance, the one that had Tupac <laughs> dancing in the background. Welcome to hip hop facts. <laughs> we then reached that hilarious, hilarious era. I'm going to reveal some very personal things about my love of hip hop trainers. I love this. As I love we've reached a certain point in the timeline. We then hit like 1999, 2000, and then the downward spiral began. I'll then explain to what I'm wearing today as well. So the downward spiral was the masterpiece and Converse, Jada Kiss doing weird shoes. Rakim did a Reebok classic. Jay-Z did that S Carter collection Reebok, which a lot of people are paying a lot of money now for because they're like, ah, hindsight's always 2020 when you're a billionaire now. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, money will do that. Um, let's not forget that 50 Cent had the G-Unit sneakers, all the different colors, collaboration with Reebok. It's kind of wild, isn't it? When you think about- I know about... a lot of people who went out of their way to try and get those. Same time, 94 Birdman had the Birdman shoe, which <laughs> was by Lugs, who made an alternative to Timberland. So like, it was a bouncing world. And it was all like, at least by today's standards, I understand things change, but it was all fucking trash too. Uh, well, at the time, some of these were legendary. Well, yeah. The G units at the time literally sold out. Every time I went to Foot Locker, didn't have my size. And I lived in the North of England and they were selling out. I know, but they're just- Looking back in hindsight, what they were doing is they weren't selling out. They had stock that other shops wanted. So it was being shipped back out. They are just <laughs> But awful. some of those shoes were terrible. Just and then we hit bad. 2005. Great year for y'all. While Snoop Dogg may have been known for rocking Chuck Taylors, he was more notably and recently joined forces with Adidas Originals for what? The Snoop Dogg Biscuits. I haven't seen it. <laughs> Wait a minute. So Hold the on. reason my 
<laughs> AKA today <laughs> was Blue Biscuits, was for these freakishly 2005 Snoop Dogg trainers. The Dog Biscuits had a couple of different models, but like even Snoop Dogg was getting in. He could have had a collaboration with Converse, but yeah, it was those, always about so brand and ownership. So they're just chucks. No. They're like just They're looking at the doggy biscuits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're just shit chucks. They're not chucks. What are you looking at? Because that it's definitely not the shoe I'm looking at here. That. No. Oh no. Show me. This is the first I've ever I've literally ever heard of these. Oh yeah, no, I've said Nah. Yeah, that's a no from everyone. Yep. But I love that the idea, the thought was there, and we were all with you there, Snoop. I think if, it seems to if me I that- If I had my own pocket, I would have bought some. It seems to me that everyone kind of, everyone went like that and went, okay, so it seems like the people that listen to our music also like shoes. Yep. Everyone went, all right, Very we're going to try and catch that. Then realized, oh, they're not buying our shoes. They still want- Jordans on they want, want the brand they want the brand they don't but they still want so they want me they want our image not our shoe exactly yes so hey hey Nike hit me up happily I'll uh I'll color in a template for you I'll wear what I have to wear can I just say any Nike sign collaboration will be phenomenal and you'll be happy to have me <laughs> <laughs> that's what you do you speak out to the universe absolutely so 2005 also gave me my personal favorite can I just share? Yes, I'm saying that. Okay. 2005. Bear go, in mind. Go. I'm the shoes so, I'm wearing oh, I'm today. So that. The shoes this. that have existed over the last three years. Westside the game connects with 310 motoring and gives us the hurricane. One of my favorite hip hop trainers. <laughs> Purely because I owned the brown, like the camel brown color Hurricane 310s. Phenomenal trainer. These Say ones. something bad. Those? Yes, I owned a pair of those. Say something bad. I was gangbanging to the documentary <laughs> album, wearing those shoes. Do you know how connected to hip hop you feel in those moments? I'm trying to think what they remind me of. Trash. But <laughs> <laughs> they look like something else. They look, they look like Heelys. That's what they, they look like. They maybe do look like Heelys now. They look like Heelys. But like, not because they've got big heels, just the general construction of them looks like Heelys. I've also noticed that a lot of shoes circa 2005 looked like this. Yes, there, there was an image, exactly. There was but an bear, image but in the weird thing, But the weird sell. thing is, it wasn't like other well, designs hadn't come and gone by this point. Like, True. now we look at look at Jordans, between the one, two, three, four, five, the, the, the 12 that count. Yes, that's a great phrase. Apart from the two, maybe the nine and 10, yeah. Now the nine. Nines can sit back. Okay. Pass. Yeah, so twos and nines, yeah. all, the other remaining ten, all wildly different. Yes. With similarities that you can see a, tr a through trend, but they're yeah. all different. So I wonder what it was that made all of these shoes circa 2005 in hip hop yeah. sort of kind of similar. It was the silhouette. Yeah, it's a weird. So if you put that silhouette, shoe, it looks kind of like a shirt. Like it's like a yeah DC exactly. version of it. It's like a but at the time you put that silhouette of a shoe, which is flat fairly round, like a really simplistic silhouette. There wasn't much. Everything had perforated leather. Yeah. No idea why. Yeah, not fun. But perforated leather was a big thing. Usually a plain block color, yeah. plain white was usually the thing. If you put that underneath a pair of 501 Levi's or whatever trouser your favorite <laughs> artist at the time was wearing, a lot of the time as well, that was the time of the oversized denim short as well. Oh, so it was complimentary. I'm not saying it was great, but it was complimentary. 2005 being a huge year, we got Pharrell's first launch in trainers. 
the ice cream. I hustled hard trying to find myself a pair of 2005 Pharrell ice creams. Hustled hard. Never got a pair. Still salty. Which ones? Any of the colors. Oh, Why did I want a pair are... of bright green, bright yellow, bright blue and baby pink? You know what this is saying? I wanted a just Just putting this, them. putting this out there. Go on. Do you know what they kind of look like? Go. This shows how ahead of it um, is game Pharrell is. They remind me of those Alexander McQueen joints that everyone's wearing right now. Mm-hmm. Like those ones. The silhouette of a shoe started pretty early. Yeah. But I mean, even with that, it's got a slightly chunky sole. Yep. It's, yeah, they, they really, really remind me of... The silhouette Yeah, began. It was Pharrell, was, Pharrell was ahead of his time. Although, uh, I mean, 2005, obviously. link up with Bape co-founder Nego. Oh, the... Oh, okay. Carry on. Yep. Um, they created Billionaire Boys Club and Ice Cream. When Again, did when did the Baptista come out? The what? Kanye Baptista. Uh, probably just after then. Baptista. You can do the Googles on that one. While I share another fun fact of anyone who's a long-standing Tyler fan will know the impact of Bape and Ice Cream on Tyler's brand when he was younger. A lot of odd future stuff is around the freakishly bright colors of Pharrell and Ice Cream. True. Again, speaking on why. Tyler is such a big fan of Pharrell's because he was doing this from day. Um, skipping forward. 2007. Were, 2007, yeah. So not far off after that. Skipping I mean, and that's forward, ba- it's basically just a rip off Air Force One anyway. There were quite a few questionable collaborations. 2006, 2007. Missy Elliott was in the game. Dame Dash tried to make a very Dame Dash move, which was instead of just making his own sneaker, he found a dying sneaker company and bought them. Go on. <laughs> so Procheads, which existed for quite a while, in 2007, Dame Dash acquired Procheds. I've literally never heard of them. Ownership of, uh, yeah, he got ownership of the company. Um, made pretty terrible shoes, and then it flopped. That was pretty much it. I've been sat here thinking this whole time about, um, I knew about Adidas and Run DMC. That wasn't new information to me. But then I hadn't really put the dots together. The ones that say that like Adidas have been, you know, you you talk about hip hop and and um, and shoes. Yeah. My brain immediately goes to Jordans. Yeah. Straight away. Adidas have been in this game. Adidas have been in this game since day. A lot of brands and, have been in this game before Nike. But then if you look at how it's gone full circle, we've gone from Run DMC and Adidas, and now we're back at Yeezy. Yep. Which is a whole different topic mm-hmm. that we need to talk about but i'd never connected those two before I, it's obvious now same species different generation Egg. beautiful you're welcome you're on it today <laughs> so on it on fire man yeah they so, were they were they started it and now they're here to carry they on know exa- they understand longevity and yeah. it's oh, not yeah. their first rodeo which no. i think a lot of people forget and they trash when they see when they see a yeezy silhouette they don't like they trash the entire brand like yeah. oh they've made no. a terrible decision they've ruined nope. something they've Put nope. a skid mark on their brand. Nope. A lot happens before we see that. Silhouette. And we also don't forget about Pharrell. Yes. Hughes. Pharrell Hughes. The entire Hugh line. The Pharrell did something very clever with Hughes, which I will explain. Um, we started to see as well in late 2000s, the clever collaborations between music and brands. Instead of just going, make a shoe from this dead brand um, that fits your image. We saw things like DJ Clark Kent doing the SB, which in the sneaker world, the Clark Kent SB is 
very famous. Like people still go out of their way now. People are sat on that shoe as like a golden egg in their collection. Clark Kent still talks about how he made that one shoe and had loads of other ideas and just didn't. Wait, which one? What colorway? Color, the Clark nose. The gray, green, elephant print. Yeah. Phenomenal shoe. Really cool shoe. Not going for that much though. How much? Like StockX, 110. Yeah. That's, that's nothing. It's interestingly low. We have, actually, I want, I want you to find out how much this shoe is, if it's even on StockX. Go. 2008, Soldier Boy gets the deal with Yums. Now, this is where, <laughs> as, oh, as he's going to be we can all deny this. Update on Soldier Boy, yeah. out of jail, 146 days. Yes. Um, uh, out for good behavior. Great behavior. Oh, good old Mr. Soldier. So <laughs> Soldier Boy gets the Yums deal. Soldier Boy was at the top of a career in which he was like breaking records for single sales because he learned how to make a ringtone. Um, shout out to Soldier Boy for inventing the one and a half minute song. I love that I can say that so flippantly and no one's going to question me. Not one bit. <laughs> Soldier Boy made Kiss Me Through the Phone. And if you didn't have that on your Sony Ericsson, I can't be friends or you're probably in jail now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can't find those for sale anywhere. But Soldier Boy had the yums. And while selling ringtones, he was doing the dance in his own shoes with the own brand. And even the hardest of the hardest on road contemplated having a they're pair of yums. A, they're just a patent leather Air Force One. The yum? Yeah. It's like a Air Force One you buy at the market. Yeah. Yeah. I hate pretty it. Much it. I hate oh, it. yes. It's not good at all. Mm -mm. But that's when you realize like branding has probably more power than the actual quality of the shoe. <laughs> oh, yeah. And we're still seeing remnants of that now. Oh yeah, totally. I think people are more picky now though. I would certainly say there have been collaborations that I've just not cared about. Been like, all right, cool collab, dead shoe. On the flip side of that, after seeing a whole nearly a decade of hilariously trash shoes, Kanye at the peak of his My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy, 2009, gave us the Louis Vuitton collab. The first. Oh yeah, that the was- The 1,000 pound Louis Don. Yeah, that was Which a Which is still spoken about and rap yeah. referenced a lot. Probably because Louis Don is a great, like, rhyming, rhyming couple of words. You can rhyme Louis and Don and Don Louis in well, quite I've heard a lot people, of different I've ways. Heard people, talk about alcohol and shoes. I've heard people call themselves Louis Vuitton Don. Yeah. Before. I think it was Kanye. Yeah, it was Kanye. Does what song's that Louis in? Vuitton Don. Louis Vuitton Don. Anyway. Yeah. Um, I, I can picture so that shoe. I had to Google that shoe. Kanye's first instance. That was before or after Nike and Yeezy. That was the first ever shoe collaboration with Kanye we have we had. Nope, the Baypista, Baypesta. When was that? Two thousand seven. Ah, okay. Two thousand nine. We then got the Yeezy. So just same year, a couple of months later, only yeah. limited to three thousand pairs were released worldwide. Yeah, I remember reading the Wikipedia article for the Yeezy. I tried. Wild, I tried to buy them. It's a wild ride. I wasn't into sneakers in two thousand nine, so I tried. Oh, if I got them, I'd be sat in a different place right now. <laughs> um, and then again, the trajectory be continues. You see the video when um, when Logic's album released, he went and bought himself a pair of Red Octobers. No. You don't see that? No. Yeah, he got really excited when Logic released his last album. It was like a treat to himself. He was like, oh, you did it. He went and bought a pair of Red Octobers. Like as much as I like the ability to do that and like that's awesome, more power to you. I just don't like Logic. I just can't like Logic. <laughs> so I knew that was gonna I knew that was gonna be your response. Nicki Minaj joined in on when she went through that whole Jeremy Scott thing when Jeremy Scott was should, everyone should have just left Jeremy Scott alone. Shitting colours on some Adidas shoes. With the wings. 
Like some of them were great. Some of them were literally like, mm. but I think someone sneezed a color palette onto a, some shoes. Still talking about it though. Yeah, it happened. I ain't buying them. Talk about them gives no one money, by the way. So I'm allowed to talk about shit I dislike. Yeah, true. Lil Wayne had his collaboration with Supra. I also tried to buy them. Of course you did. Because um, we had Truck Fit at the time. I have a Truck Fit snapback at home currently. Still wear it with pride in my house. Oh, God damn. That's <laughs> such a bad shoe. Yeah. Actually, so had... do you know what? I've seen worse shoes. Than the Lil Wayne Supra. Yeah, I've seen worse shoes than that. Oh, they've been way worse shoes. Yeah, I've seen shoes that I would rather not wear than these. Yeah, so like, we can't be angry at it. I'd rather and wear these than a, fifth, a Jordan 15. So that's taken us to, where are we? Mid- uh, early 2010s. Yeah, we're in the last 10 years now. And in the last 10 years, look at how every musician has dipped their finger in trying, <laughs> trying to market their brand in a different way. Yeah. The twists have happened when, like Wiz Khalifa highlighted, people make more money from merchandise than anything else. Wiz yep. had that year. Everyone wore Converse. He should have probably done something with Converse at the time, more with his merch. But a lot of people were doing the, I want my own merch, or they'll collaborate with a lesser company so they get more leverage. Thing is, the thing that we saw. Was it you that turned around and said, so I was having a conversation with someone. I think it might have been you. I don't remember. Mm. Where I was trying to think in my head of the most recognizable shoe yeah. of all time. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I tackle. I went back and forth in my own head about like, what's the most recognizable shoe of all time? Blah, blah, blah. And for some reason, I thought about having a conversation with my dad. Mm-hmm. So if I'm walking down the street and I point out a pair of Air Force Ones mm-hmm. to my dad, he'd be like, okay, it's a pair of Nikes. If I point out a pair of Yeezy 350s, he goes, oh, it's that Kanye shoe. Like my dad knows what a pair of Yeezy 350s looks like. Yeah. So I had settled in my own head on possibly Kanye having made the most recognizable shoe in the world in such a small space of time. And I was thinking about how amazing that is. Blah, blah, blah. And then ah, I know who I was having this conversation with. Then I put that point to someone just to soundboard it. And they shut me down real quick by saying Converse All-Star. Converse All-Star is the winner of that conversation. Absolutely. Yeah. Converse All-Star is. So to call Converse a lesser brand, I'd say they're not as cool as they once No, I don't mean been. Converse are a lesser brand. People would either try and collaborate with Converse, but because, you know, Converse is still Nike, a they would have to find a lesser brand to do their collaborations with. Okay, no offense okay. to other brands. I see what you mean. They'd have to then go, Dame Dash, you own Protex. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, the golf collab, I think the only people, look, for me, it's people who collaborate with as you say, like, as you said, lesser brands. And I know what you mean by that. Yeah. They are the people who in and of themselves aren't your typical artist. So they're making something they want to make rather than they're making something that they need. So if you're going to collaborate with Jordan brand, yeah, you're sitting down and having this meeting and going, cool, how do we generate as much hype as we can? How do we shift as many units? And how do we like, how do we create something out of this collaboration? Yeah. How do we both benefit from this? Yeah. Whereas I think when Tyler sits down with co- like the people from Converse to create a golf, they're not going, how do we generate all the hype? How do we sell them out? How do yeah. we cause riots over this shoe? It's just like Tyler wanted to create a, a furry multicolored low top Converse and he got one because they didn't already make one. So he made one. Yeah. Okay. That's very fair. So I think hey, that's the two ends of that. Yeah. It's sword. reflective of you as an artist. So like Tyler is a bit different. He's not, he's yeah. a bit out there. He's a bit weird. He's a bit wild. We all, we, we know, you know what Tyler's like. Yeah. I can't imagine Tyler making a Jordan. 
that wouldn't no, sit right with me if that I happened. I agree with you there. Like Tyler, but at the same time, I don't really care about golf Lafleur. I just don't. Okay, now to, I'm not. Ag- I'm not against it, but, but you, I'm certainly not getting. I'm not getting hyped over it. Yeah, and that's so, not a bad thing. That fits perfectly with what I expect that whole thing to be. That's perfect. Segway to oh the shoes I'm wearing today, which the, is the a collaboration with an artist that you may not necessarily expect, may not have much hype. But is it impactful to you and your experience with that artist? Today, I'm wearing the Reebok split personality, Kendrick Lamar's. Yep. And the reason I love the shoe is because it took someone who I wouldn't have expected to do a collaboration. Because sometimes we go, this might be above them. Like, they're not in the fashion, not even yeah, fashion, Ken- but you go, this might just be a, not what they do. It might yeah, be Kendrick's above not, them. Kendrick's not there for the hype. That's why Kendrick is so low key in between albums. Like you don't hear anything from him and then he just goes, boom, album, bye. Uh, But this shoe around the time it came out fit perfectly into the Kendrick Lamar universe and everything that was happening around the Kendrick Lamar we were seeing. Yes. Were leading up towards Spimper Butterfly. What, when these these came out? Butterfly, yeah. Were they? These are old, yeah. When did the black and white ones come out? Damn, they're newer, but Damn's a newer album. Yeah, I know that. Yeah. Are they that old? Yes. I didn't I'm going to find a year. I didn't know that. I thought they were newer. Because I remember getting my pe- black and white uh, Kendrick Reebok classics around about damn time. He'd left Reebok by then. Wild. So I got my timeline all kinds of mixed yeah, up. Yeah, your timeline is all over the shop. I'm trying to find a year yeah, for look, you. It's cool. it's cool. I can, yeah, give me a minute. Boom. 30th of June, 2016. Which ones? These ones? Yep. Split personalities? Yep. And when did Dam come out? I know for a fact we both worked together when Dam came out. Mm-hmm. So that's at least a couple of years ago. So the Gum Soul Reebok Classics came out. Oh, it makes me sad that they're going for like 60 quid on StockX. That's tragic. 15th of June, 2016. So they came out pretty close together. Yes. Yeah, they were literally, yeah, within two weeks. Dam came out on 14th of April, 2017. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, your timeline was way off. Yeah, it was. <laughs> but these came out and I thought, that is perfect. What a way to merchandise your brand at that time. Because if you look throughout Kendrick Lamar's timeline, though there's a thread, the image around each album is very different. Yes. So the image around this era was the split personality, black and white, blue versus red. Yeah. Um, yeah, it fit with the story he was trying to tell. Exactly. And it gave us a really good shoe. Materials really pissed me off because they're hard to clean, but that's a whole different battle I have. Yeah. But otherwise, it gave us a good shoe. And that's one of the shout things out to that, a like, British brand as well. Yes. Shout out to that, actually. That's big. That's one of the things that sparked, even though they're owned by Adidas. Wait, are they? Reebok is owned by Adidas. I did not know that. Oh, yeah. That's a br- that, that, <laughs> now, that is a brand new piece of information. You're welcome. Oh. Um, let me do quick Googles. So, when did he move back to, well, I say back to Nike. When did he move to Nike? Because now we've got the Cortez August 2015, Kenny's. Adidas acquired Reebok as a subsidiary, valued at $3.8 billion at the time. Wow. I wouldn't have expected them to be worth that much. Reebok was big because, you know, dad shoes. Oh, true. <laughs> true. It was like, that, in fairness, that was like, stuff. that was like the day that I learned that the Monarch was Nike's best-selling shoe. Yep. <laughs> the day I found that out, that blew my mind. Monarch, the Monarch. And I'm frustrated at how that has now become a cool shoe to wear. Because fashion cycles. 
Yeah, but that like dad when you, when people would call a Balenciaga Triple S a dad shoe because yeah. it was chunky, I got that. But you're still talking about high fashion. Yeah. I never expected the actual monarch to become the a actual co- dad shoe. The actual yeah, people can't are not going out to spend Balenciaga trainer money. No, but, but when the monarch when the Monarch's Balenciaga like quid. is someone did cocaine and recreated <laughs> a monarch. Yeah, and put a gold chain on it. Nike did do a weird um, collab with an artist, I think, and made like a weird, a slight, weird deformed, a slightly monarch. deformed monarch that yeah. like splayed out at the yeah. back, and it was no, no. That, again, stop giving people cocaine. <laughs> Kendrick Lamar did the Cortez. The Cortez run began August two thousand and seventeen. So Dam had Dam was a couple of months old when the Cortez run began, and oh damn, very much like Kendrick Lamar, there was no hype. Oh yeah, because it was called Kung Fu Kenny. Yeah, the there red was no hype. We had a series of Cortez drop. Some people have seen me wear those as well. Yeah, we've seen those. But for me, that's like when the collaborations began to gain some consciousness. And I love and that- Their not resale once... value is a lot higher too. Oh, it's insane. For a Cortez. Shout out to the Stranger Things Nike Cortez collaboration. I yes. didn't buy them, but they looked phenomenal. Yeah, they were cool. I liked the way they were, they were packaged. And yes, you got the All the little the pins badges, and the- got, yeah. um, the newspaper, the, the paper that was like a newspaper. Yeah. So what we're seeing now, to go back to Chris's question of sneakers and tattoos, I haven't even touched on tattoos yet. I'll very briefly cover tattoos. With sneakers and hip hop is that one at one stage, it was like the stamp of approval that like I am significant enough to the culture to do more than entertain them and sing to them. I'm significant enough to sway their fashion decisions. So that stamp was done. Adidas gave that and then every other brand throughout. We're now at the era where, again, because music goes in cycles, now everything is all about super conscious music and integrity and that sort of stuff. People's brand images are doing the same thing as well. So people are not getting much credit or credibility if they're just churning out crap for the sake of it. Yes. Which is why Kendrick Lamar can release a Reebok now that is a that has a whole story about Uniting gangs. Yeah, it's till it, it, it's in fitting with his image, though. Exactly. That's and Kendrick, we're not, and we're now not seeing. It's, almost, it's exactly like what I was saying about Tyler. If yeah. I saw a Kendrick Jordan, yeah, something would feel wrong about that. Exactly, that wouldn't feel right. And what I love is this entire conversation. We haven't mentioned the Jordan brand at all because the Jordan brand, though hyped up and held up by hip hop, I'm a big Jordan man, yeah. brand fan. I pretty much only is, wear Jordans. Is where you realize that the Jordan brand grew not because of hip hop. It was because of the entire world's movement in fashion at the time. Yeah. Tinker did something phenomenal. Yeah, he did. I mean, that man. Exactly. He doesn't have I, mean, I, in sport. I haven't got enough to we say to him. Sport. We saw Tinker and his brother together changed the way many different cultures work. Yeah. Even if they hadn't had a significant say themselves. In sport, they did because of the Jordan brand, because yeah. of the running shoes. In hip hop, the fact that Jordan brand became a synonymous for success. Yep. That people would talk about. Well, that, I think that also, it also plays into them. a little bit of the thing that we've discussed before about the the tie-in between hip hop and basketball. Yes. That's part of where that Jordan that's, brand hip hop thing comes from a there. Great like, Venn that's diagram a, that there is again. A, exactly, brilliant. <laughs> three-way Venn, just hit the mic. Uh, a nice little three-way Venn diagram. Of like exactly. Hip hop, Jordan and basketball, they all kind of play into each other. I don't think hip hop would have as much to do with Jordans if basketball wasn't as important to hip hop. Exactly. It's a whole cultural thing. Exactly. It's the, it's the foundation of where hip hop comes from. Yep. Um, that those same people are 
probably playing basketball and then probably looked up to MJ. So probably wanted his shoes and now they've grown up and they're, you know, dropping fire albums. And shoes. And shoes. So, so I want to just quickly, off the top, go on. best hip hop Jordan ever. I don't have one. You don't have one? No. Can't think of one off the, off the dome. It'll be a Hollywood Jordan for me. Which oh, one? I, like, I call it the Hollywood Jordan because it's a great five and the first time it was seen was the intro to Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. That's true. Yeah, no, that's just, a, that's that was a regular Jordan. Go on. I think Travis has done a real good job. Travis has done a great Genuinely, job. Genuinely, I think Travis has done a, something different. Hype. If that- I think it's, he's done something different. Yeah, he took a lot of ingredients, some of that I don't like, which was, you know, milking the hype cow. Yeah, and some and the Jordan, it's always a Jordan one. Anyone's gonna yeah. go mad for a Jordan one, including me. But the six is gonna be hype because if the six came out first, no, it would, would, no, it still would have. Mm, yeah, you're right, actually. Yeah, the milk. Do you know who I, I feel real bad for? I've got right. no specific examples, but anyone who gets that letter saying, yo, hi, it's Jordan Brand. We want to collab with you. It's the best day of their lives. And then they turn up at the office and they're like, cool, what do you want to do? And then he goes, I want to do a Jordan 1, Mr. Mr. Jordan Brand, man. Yeah. And they go, <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah, a lot of people are laughed out the door when they want to do a Jordan 1 collab. Like, I'm trying to think of some- It'll be a cold day in hell there. We see Jordan 1 on Nike ID. That won't happen. Exactly. That'll never happen. It's covered. It's a <laughs> but like, <laughs> just trying to think of, I, I can't off the top of my head think of someone who's done a collab. I know it's happened. Who's done a collab and it's been like a- Bad shoe. It's been like a 15. Someone's done- like uh, Nick Cannon did a Wild and Out Jordan collab, but sometimes what they do is they might give you the silhouette you want and only give you a ultra limited release. Yeah. So if more than 50% of the stock is friends and family, then the other is in two retail shops. Yeah. And it's first come first serve gone. No app release, no website release. So sometimes they will damp down your cool that way. Are you looking for the Nick Cannon Wild and Out Jordan brand? No, I'm looking, I'm just <laughs> seeing what other collabs I might have missed. Um, so that was one. Well, like that you, I can't think of. I've got the, obviously there's the M&M fours, yeah. but they're as much as they've gone super valuable. Yeah. Like they're probably the, one of the most valuable they Jordans. Are, yeah. I never got it. It's it's a nice shoe, yeah, but there's nothing going on there. E. It's the backwards mm. E, it's the shady logo on the tongue. That's all that's making, that's all that's making the hype there. There's, yeah. no, there's nothing special about it. Duh. 10 best hip hop sneakers. While you do that, I'd like to very briefly cover hip hop and tattoos. Oh, just, a, yes. Firstly, though, mm. do you know who I've got nothing but mad respect for? Fire away. Uh, PJ Tucker. <laughs> Why? Always wearing absolute fire on court. Yes. He's bald in a pair of M&M Jordan 4s. That's, oh yeah, that's true actually. And he's bald in Red Octobers. He's like, PJ balls in everything. Props to PJ uh, there's You've also, we forgot about OVO. Don't uh, rate it. OVO's Jordan collab. Yeah, pretty dead. I know a lot of people who just don't rate it. No one wears it. I don't see them worn. I tried to get the white 11s. Sorry, 12s. Yep. I failed on it. Uh, and I don't see them worn anywhere. No, I've no, I've, I've seen- Wear your uh, sneakers, people. Wear your shoes. You will see me wearing- Oh yeah. A very nice pair of trainers and I will crease up the toe box. It's, I hate a creased toe box, but I will- I, So do I, but if you I, wear them, sometimes I you have, have to deal with the pain. I have never come across a pair of shoes. Oh no, once. I've had and lost one pair of shoes that I That's probably kind of wouldn't have worn. Um, which was not, no, when I say lost, yeah. I mean like I sold them on, which was my Converse Off-Whites. Yeah. I, I sold those. I massively regret selling those. I love that shoe. But every other pair of shoes that I've ever had, I wear. Yes, exactly. I fully back that. I understand coveting a pair of shoes. I even, stock. 
I even understand the want to rock, want to stock mentality. Yeah. Personally, I haven't got that kind of money, you but I, I get, I, <laughs> I get it. Yeah. What I don't get is I'm going to buy this and I'm never going to wear it. It's a fucking shoe, people. Wear your sneakers. Exactly. Talk about tattoos. One thing with hip hop and tattoos is it's a really weird one because it wasn't really a thing and then it became super threatening and then Lil Wayne stopped wearing a t-shirt for about 12 years. <laughs> uh, so like really surface level, hip hop and tattoos, it was a thing to represent similar to how the rap you was used to represent your current status and your situation in your life that you live, when people would question your integrity in rap or your validity in rap, people wore tattoos because there's no way that you can question something that's ingrained in your skin forever. That's, so That's right there. People question Tupac's validity. He tattooed an Uzi on his chest. He tattooed bullets on him. People questioned, you can kind of list many famous musicians who went down that route of, validating their status using the visible tattoos you could see. Lil Wayne tattooed his face as one of the few people because he said, music is my life. Hip hop, like that's his life. There's no escaping what you wear on your face. Uh, this and is just part of thought in represented it. and twisted yeah. so much by the Lil Pumps of this world. Yeah. But even Post Malone. Yeah. Especially Post Malone. But Lil Wayne, when I, I, was, I, I hadn't used to, thought of that for a long time. I remember the first time like I saw Lil Wayne before I was a big hip hop fan. Yeah. I was like, ah, oh, guy looks fucking dumb with his face tattoos. Now I look at Lil Wayne's face tattoos and I go, okay, cool. I, exactly what you just said. Exactly. You're wearing your life on your face. L Lil Wayne wears his life. His body is his canvas. And phenomenally, if you've rapped from 14 years old and lived the life that he has, you have the prayers on your back. You have all of that stuff. You have the word misunderstood tattooed down the side of your face. You have all of these different things. That was his way of doing it. He's, but now, he but the problem, about is, it the his problem is now Lil Wayne's going to start looking like more of an ass because of people like Pump and- I don't think Lil Wayne's one of those people who's immune to it. Yeah, probably. Actually. Lil Pump looks like an ass because he can't articulate that in a conversation. Yeah. He's not articulating that Lil Wayne had the world and a gun. Literally the two words, the world and the words a gun tattooed on each palm. That's phenomenal yeah, that's really when you go, cool. that's the stupidest tattoo I've ever thought of. And that's the stupidest tattoo I can see. And then he'd justify it. He's like, when your album, The Carter Three, is the highest selling album in the world and you're carrying a record label on your back that has the likes of Drake and Nicki Minaj on it, you do have the world in one hand. Yep. And I have to have a gun in the other to protect me from all of that fuckery. Like he would explain it and go, oh, okay, that's Lil Wayne. Perfect. Gucci Mane got an ice cream cone. The world clowned him because he had nothing to say about it. Yeah, I want Post Malone <laughs> to explain the barbed wire across no, his forehead. I don't think he has one. Yeah. He's, they it, used the excuse of like, uh, now I can't, I have to rap. I have to commit my life to this because it's a it's my job. Bloop, bleep, 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 bleep. Like Jesus. Exactly. I hope, Birdman I, I hope regrets the stars I hope on his it, head. I hope it's not a Jesus metaphor. No. I hope Post Malone's not making a Jesus no. metaphor. He's, he's, he's dumb, but- I don't care for Jesus that much. three but. smarts. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Um, I don't trust a man who looks like he smells that bad. Like the other end of the spectrum with our YGs and whatnot. And YG has the Virgin Mary tattooed on top of his head, which when he first got it done looked phenomenal. And then he just grew his hair. So it's like sometimes, most of the time, you can't see it. And then there was the, okay, I'm getting these tattoos. You just see them because we live in a world where you see everything. Yeah. YG could have easily, 15 years ago, had that done and no one would have seen it. Yeah, true. And he grew his hair out. So now he's not going out of his way for people to see it. 
tattoos. Just knows it's there. That's when it kind of split. Mm. So people were getting tattoos to look like they were the people who were getting tattoos for integrity. And it's very hard to separate those people when you see them stood in a room. To see the difference. It's very hard. So I had to explain. I've had to have this conversation with my mum. I totally forgot about the ice cream cone. Like I had to explain to my mum, I don't have a tattoo. Be, not be, it's not because I want to look like the stupid rappers you see on TV. Like that's not why I have it. I wear it because of the other reason, but you can only hear that once you talk to someone. Yeah. Sadly, people will open Instagram and scroll by and see another kid who has a random number tattooed on him, which it might mean something to him, but we don't know that. We just see a a kid getting drunk, doing something stupid with a broken love heart on his face and number 23 usually tattooed somewhere on his chest. I, really I know big. you I knew you were going to go for 23. We might see ASAP Rocky is a great example. ASAP started to get the word ASAP tattooed across his stomach filled in, but he openly admits that it hurt too much to get the letters filled in. <laughs> so he only has the first two letters of ASAP filled in on his stomach. <laughs> I didn't know that. For decades, that. he said he's That's going so to get it funny. finished, but he hasn't. So that exists in the world where I'm happy that he was open enough. That's so Flip funny. Flip side of that, Pharrell had his forearm tattoos removed because he said, okay, I did all of that. And now that's not who I am now. Had them removed, he's had more stuff. Kanye West had tattoos covered. There's still people at the end of the day. Yeah. But sometimes we have to either assume or... I, uh, we live in a world where you can't just not assume. The world has to assume something. There yeah, can't be a void left. No, yeah, there can't. There's got to be some kind of... When it comes to music and exactly what you were just talking on about representing yourself in in that body art. Lil Wayne quote, I wear my heart on my sleeve because it's the new fashion. I love that. It's phenomenal. <laughs> the Pumper say shit. Well, that's what I mean. It's like, how do you... T- the thing is though, when you say, I'm trying to... I'm doing that thing where I'm trying to make the thought as I say it. Go I know on. there's a thought there. Freestyle. I know there's a thought in my brain somewhere. I'm just trying to dig it out underneath all the shit that I want to say. There's all right. You look at Lil Pump, yeah, and I know that he hasn't got anything to say about his face tattoos. Lil Pump hasn't got anything to say about a lot of things. Exactly, but I know that. Yeah. So I know that by looking at him. So it's not an assumption. Yeah. Okay, it is, but it's a pretty damn safe one. <laughs> so what yeah. what does that say about him? that I look at him and his fist t- face tattoos and goes, you're dumb as fuck. Yep. Whereas I look at someone like Lil Wayne and, go, and his face tattoos and go, I assume there's meaning there. Because you understand that there's probably meaning there. That person has given you enough for you to go, there's probably meaning there. Which yeah, is but why I, you might see a lot of the Lils now. And even though uh, Lils is used in inverted commas because it just means anyone who's making music now who thinks they should be famous. If you look at them all now, I don't know. they doesn't already mean that to, start. doesn't mean that to me. For me, all like they already start with that image, and then you have to go, cool. What does it mean? And then all they're talking to you yeah, about is a okay. bottle of Hennessy. Like, what does it mean? Okay, yeah, yeah. Like we've Lil Wayne has he spent decades telling us what it means with all of these crazy tattoos. Misunderstood doesn't have to be explained. So if you understand me, you should meet the Wayne. Yeah, he has misunderstood tattooed on his face, and then you hear that rap, and you go, oh shit, he doesn't just write that because it's a real long word in his vocabulary. <laughs> And I'm, I'm sat looking at my one tattoo now feeling real dumb. Don't feel dumb about it because Manchester's <laughs> fucking awesome. Yeah, I do. Lo- no, I know. I'm not. I do love my tattoo. But people ask me all the time. And I. Did you get a B? No, not You're yet. You're not got one. You got, I, I, I keep meaning to get one. but I, I reckon just, you'd, you could I've get like a really things. nice detailed one. But mine's, like, mine's, I have the Arthur. I got mine for charity. Yeah. <laughs> I have Makes the Arthur tattooed on me. I've got like sometimes what people go, that's like a really rap stereotypical, classical, almost Catholic 
themes. Yeah. I've got that sort of st- stuff tattooed that on me. That fits in with I your- I do that for fun yeah. and you know me, so you go, that doesn't, no, look, that, that, that doesn't fits, look out of the ordinary. That fits your- Aesthetic. No, I don't want to go with aesthetic. <laughs> no, that's I'm a trying really to think of a word shallow that, word. I'm trying to think of a word that isn't like, I don't want to say heritage, background. Yes, that's, yeah, that's a great point. That fit, like that, knowing you and having spoken to you for more than five minutes, you don't talk about that all the time. But if you know even just a little bit about you as a person, then that makes sense. I'm like, okay, cool. Yeah, fine. Yeah, and I think it's- It's not a poser thing. It's fine. I know. I'm not- With the people who are covered in them. I will always use Lil Wayne as an example because I, anyone who knows me knows, I didn't like tattoos until I turned 18. (laughs) I was, I used to say literally up until I turned 18 that I'm never going to get one. I don't see why I would get one. And then things justify the end. The means will justify it. So Eventually you'll when you it. hear those situations of which I was always the pumps were getting tattooed for fun. When it comes to tattoos, I was, I, like, eh. I was always like, um, that's not hip hop to me. I was always neither here nor there about it. I was like, some tattoos are really cool. I don't know if I'll ever get one. I don't know if it's my thing. And then, yeah, that moment happens where you're exactly. like, now I have a reason to get one. I got my tattoo after the tragedy that happened in Manchester. Everyone was doing it and it was for charity. That's that's your reason. That was my reason. So that for, that for me justified getting the, t- the tattoo. It's like, yeah. I'm proud of my city. This is all going to charity. It makes, it's being part of something big. And you see people on the street now with their B tattoos and you're like, cool. I see people nod to each other with it. Yeah. I see people still talk about it. Still yeah. point it out. Yeah. You know, you know at that, but you can tell a lot about a person now if you see their B tattoo. Exactly. You go, I, I, I've just learned a little bit about you. Tiny insight with, into without, Because yeah. that means that you care about your city enough to go yes. and have this mark put on you permanently. And you did that for charity too. Do you too. want a whole crazy parallel universe that you probably weren't expecting? Go on. How the teardrop tattoo began. That's to do with killing people, isn't it? Exactly. But the same foundation of people were assimilating to something that mm. was culturally significant to them at the time. Wasn't it a prison thing? Yeah. I feel like it was like a killing people slash prison thing. One or the other. But the fact that like it spread in that way and then it reached the point now, if you were to go to somewhere else in the world and someone gets a B tattoo and you're like, oh, why did you get a B? And they're like, I saw a shitload of people in the UK do it. So I just got one. <laughs> yeah, that's you a good probably want to fight them. Oh yeah, fuck that guy. Exactly. You say thank you if they did it for a genuine reason. If they were like, nah, it just looks real cool. I don't really care what it's about. You would probably want to fight them. Yeah. Well, I mean, I can't throw hands, but yeah. I, get, <laughs> <laughs> I ain't about to throw hands exactly. with so anyone. Like, is that sort of- But yeah, 100%. It, I got it because I'm proud of my city. I love my city. And that was a tragedy. And I got to do something for charity. And there's that whole thing. But the weird thing is now that gave me a reason to get my first tattoo. You understand. And now I want another tattoo. Now do you understand how but now can... I now I need a reason to get another tattoo because I'm not going to- never wish that into the universe. Do you understand why the ball rolls to the stage where someone it... is covered, their hands, yeah. their knuckles, their 100%. face, the inside of their mouth? 100%. I never questioned it. I was tattoos. never against it. I was never one of these people that sat there going, fucking tattoos are dumb. You're an idiot. I just never had my own reason. Now I've had a reason. Yeah. The problem is I like- I, I like my tattoo. I'm, I yes. want another one, but I also want it to have as much meaning as that one. Exactly. It's only a small little tattoo, so, which is tough because I really want to get another tattoo. I would go and get another tattoo tomorrow. If you had the meaning. But I don't have a, something and that's fair. significant enough to go and do it, which frustrates me because I'm kind of looking for it, but it has to meet <laughs> the same bar. It has to meet the same level of significance as this one. Otherwise it's less significant than that. And if it's any bigger than that, which you guys can't see my tattoo, but it's not very big. It's probably like two inches across wingspan on my ankle. It's pretty low. And I got it on my ankle because I was like, I want to get it anywhere that if I regret it, 
I could just cover it up. Yeah, see, you reach a stage. Now I'm, now I know, my next one, I know I'm not going to regret it. Exactly. I don't look at this and go, damn, that was a bad move. To round this all up to a point. Yeah, and then we'll end. Hip hop is abrasive by nature. It is confrontational by nature. It forces you sometimes to have a discussion or address something you don't like. Yeah. So rappers now to this day still go, don't blame us. Don't accuse us of stealing music to create a genre. Because a lot of people like hip hop is the genre that steals music. We're the main genre of music now. And I'll always say we, because I'm always a part of hip hop. If you put yourself outside of hip hop, you're alienating yourself. Yeah. hip hop is welcoming to everyone. True. And these are the things that hip hop will address. So if someone's offended by a tattoo, they're probably not a hip hop fan. I don't know anyone who is yeah. offended so much by seeing a tattoo that they will change direction on a thought or even physically. Yeah, true. They will address it and hip hop will openly talk about it. will call people stupid to their face yeah. before we shy away from it. This and thing, that's I, why I love hip hop. I know people who I... And this is me making an assumption, actually. I, I don't think this person that I'm thinking of is a, a hip-hop fan. He's covered in tattoos. Not quite onto his face yeah. yet, but like on the, on his head. Yes. More accepted in hip-hop than anywhere else and if I they had to pick. I absolutely have zero issue with any of that because I know I can talk to that person and go, talk to me about your tattoos. Yes. One thing I don't like is when, <laughs> and this is kind of what we were talking about before, is if someone has half the face tattooed and I go, tell me about it. And they're like, I don't know. I will fuck you. You're just an idiot. <laughs> you know what? Some people I don't know is enough. That's their justification. It doesn't have to make sense to you. That's their justification. True. Hip hop. All right. And on that <laughs> note, thank you so much for listening. We will catch you next week when we will talk with Slopo on his return about what he's been up to. Yep. And uh, we'll talk about number six collaborations because that's going to be a big one. And we'll talk about other things that happen because I think other things are going to happen. But Probably. We out this bitch. We bitch. out. Bye.